Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on, I should say, tell you, on USA Radio Networks. Um, and then all the different platforms and our new Mr. Joe, a young man that came to work for us, is doing a great job on our social media platforms. So you can find us pretty much anywhere. We're talking with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. If you're new to the show, Meathead very gracious and comes on the show several times a year before each of the holidays. And uh, we always have these great discussions about what to cook and what to prepare for this specific holiday. And uh, um, I just think of any of all the fun stuff you can grill. And this is meathead talking. I think pineapple may be the best thing you can put on the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that you get the caramelized sugars and there's so much you can do with it. Uh, you, you do a chutney with it, don't you? Or some sort of a, a salsa. A pineapple, grilled pineapple salsa. And I was talking about making a grilled pineapple margarita. Muddle some pineapple in the bottom of it and add your traditional, uh, you know, margarita stuff and put a little piece of the grilled pineapple for garnish on the side. It's delicious for summer, for holiday. It's awesome. I've I've been known to paint my pineapples with a a little bit of a liqueur like amaretto or something. Uh, Just it's kind of gilding the lily because there's enough sugar in there to caramelize. But uh, the the, the liqueur kind of takes it up a notch yeah love that stuff love that stuff. have you guys ever um done anything with pears we have a lot of pears here <clears throat> and i do this thing where i kind of uh cut a pear in half i put a little brown sugar a little cinnamon i like raisins put some raisins in it i'll put that on the grill and then i put a little like amaretto a little bit of that in there or some sort mm. of liqueur whatever i'm feeling like that day and and do those those turn out really good too yeah um, some people don't care for raisins i get that but i do so i think pears are yeah one of my favorite fruits but i've never grilled pears but now you've got me thinking so <laughs> i've i've done it and what i'll do is i'll 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 peel it first so that the uh the meat of the uh pear can get a little um char on it Mm-hmm. And then you want to scoop out the seeds mm-hmm. so that you have that little pocket in there to put your um, brown sugar and raisins and whatever. And yeah, paint it up with a liqueur. Uh, um, limoncello is nice on oh, them. Yeah. yeah. The classic, of course, is poached pears with um, a port Red wine sauce. Yeah. So you can paint it with port wine, too. Yeah, I, I tend to run out of port wine before I actually get to the painting <laughs> part. <so. laughs> Uh, I, I'll, yeah, <clears throat> have to restock sometimes before we do that. So before we had that terrible technical interruption, uh, we were talking about our, our favorite foods, of course. And um, you were telling us, Meathead, about when people come over to the house and Leanne was doing that. And I kind of shared that. If somebody wasn't 
you know, there's, let me rephrase that. Their skill level wasn't to the point where they were comfortable doing an assortment of, of foods on the grill. What would you recommend to them, Meathead, to start? To, you know, you got to get well, your feet wet sometime. Look, I love hot dogs. Um, and uh, I, I, I have been known to do um, a hot dog road trip. Um, now, it's really interesting. There are distinct regional styles of hot dogs. Mm -hmm. The Chicago hot dog has seven classic ingredients. And you go to any hot dog stand in Chicago. And by the way, there's more hot dog stands in Chicago than there are uh, McDonald's and Burger Kings combined. And um, uh, it's always made the same way with the classic seven ingredients. Um, First of all, you've got an all beef hot dog with a skin um, casing. And uh, um, it's, it's typically simmered uh, it's called a dirty water dog but you can grill them and if you're going to grill them i like to cut the tip with an x so they kind of flares open like a flower and that mm. way they get kind of crunchy on the tip um and then uh um the, the classic chicago hot dog has no ketchup that's just Thank an you. absolute yeah. law yep. in chicago yeah I, I i once went into a hot dog joint and got a hot dog and fries and I wanted ketchup for the fries. And I asked the counterman, where's the ketchup? And he says, I'm not putting ketchup on that hot dog. You go over there. And there was a pump dispenser over there and ruin it yourself. <laughs> 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 but it's it's mustard, um, a, a bright uh, green, green kryptonite colored uh, relish, um, uh, celery salt, a, 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 a pickle spear, a dill pickle spear. And the they hot, have peppers. hot peppers, hot um, yeah. peppers. They're called sport peppers. They're little slender hot peppers. Um, and uh, the, the bun is a sesame seed bun. What am I forgetting? Um, I wasn't counting. Is that all seven? I think you, I think you have. <clears throat> um, and, and, and that's your yeah, that's now you go to Cincinnati and you get a Cincinnati dog, which has a ground meat chili on there, um, often with beans and um, topped with shredded cheddar. And that's classic. And that's everywhere in Cincinnati. In New York, it's with sauerkraut and um, um, uh, griddled onions. And that's your classic New York style. So all around the country, there's these unique um, barbecue, uh, rather hot dog styles. And so it's kind of fun. You can just grill off a bunch of hot dogs and then put out the toppings and let people make their own Chicago dog or New York mm-hmm. dog or Rochester garbage plate or New Jersey Italian dog or Virginia slaw dog. They put coleslaw on it yep. or a mm-hmm. Cincinnati cheese coney. <clears throat> the Detroit coney um, is made with ground beef heart. Um, uh, that, that's a classic. Um, mm. And then uh, uh, there's um, the, the L.A. Dodger dog. And we don't have that same sort of thing with hamburgers. Uh, you know, you can go in, into one town and there'll be 50 different hamburgers and 50 different restaurants. But mm-hmm. there's regional styles of hot dogs. And I think that's fun. It is. I one of my favorites is I like polies. I really love polies. Yes. OK, mm-hmm. that's that's my favorite deal. Yes, I agree. I, they're my per- preference. And I like this is me. I like a little sauerkraut on there. I like a little mustard, maybe a touch of relish. Uh, if they've got some peppers available that people haven't stuck their hands in, I, I like those. That's kind of the way I like mine. Um, 
And that, and like you said, that varies. My, my growing up, God, ketchup, pfft, eh, no, won't eat it, can't do it. But my wife likes ketchup on her hot dogs, so that's been a that's been a topic of marital marital disputes over well, the years. I, we have um, because I'm from Chicago. We have an article on our website about no ketchup on hot dogs, and it's a humor piece, and it has quotes from people like Dirty Harry. There's a scene in Dirty Harry where he and his assistant are bagging up a dead body and they're doing it very coolly. And one of them says, you know, I'm so used to this, but you know, what really disgusts me is people who put hot ketchup on hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's just a whole bunch of those quotes from movies and books and stuff. And I've got them all compiled in one article on the website and you will not believe how people respond to it. They get really upset at me. I'll put whatever I want on my hot dog, you Nazi. And it's, <laughs> so I have come to the conclusion that if you put ketchup on your hot dog, it robs you of your sense of humor. I, I would agree. <laughs> and speaking of hot dogs, before we had that little incident there, I was going to give you this stat. It's estimated there's 72 million hot dogs are eaten on Memorial Day. Wow. And is, that is that including Joey Chestnut's consumption? No, that's a different category. <laughs> that's a different category. But what's interesting is from Memorial Day to Labor Day, they estimate that 818 hot dogs per second between, per second. Oh. between that's, that's um, Memorial incredible. Day and Labor Day. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. When um, again, let's talk about first timers a little bit here when they're actually cooking and i know one of the things we've talked about this on the show before is you don't put the uh the hot dogs kind of perpendicular on the grill you put them in the slots so they can roll them yeah you know you, you see those in the 7-elevens and the convenience stores they got these little roller uh gizmos mm -hmm. to keep the hot dogs hot and of course they get all shriveledy and stuff but I, that, I thought that was a great idea so instead of putting the hot dogs across the grill where they get, you know, horizontal stripes. Right. I put them lengthwise so that they lay in between two of the grates. And that way I can just roll them over and they get a quarter turn and roll them again. They get a quarter turn and they don't move around. And, uh, you know, they get vertical stripes that way, which, which, which look weird, but they cook really well that way. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. I now, hang mine. I hang my hot dogs on hooks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Meathead, meathead's cool. going for the cocktail right now. <laughs> Besides really nasty black char marks on dogs, how can people tell if they're done? You know, they're already cooked. They are, they? They are already, already cooked and they should be safe at just about any temperature. But um, uh, there, you know, just with anything else, this is 2022. It's the digital age. If you don't have a good digital thermometer, um, you can just stick a digital thermometer in the end and you want to shoot for 145 to 155 in that range. You, uh, a lot of people overcook the hot dogs and sometimes they pop open and you lose a lot of juices that way. Um, but a digital thermometer will tell you when it's done and when it's safe. And uh, you should just do all your cooking indoors or out with the thermometer. Well, right. you know, you know, also it's a thing right now are hot dog burn ends. <laughs> 
get out. I've never heard of yeah, that. Yeah, hot dog burn ends. Oh, sign me up. Yep. So, yeah, you cut them up and you treat them like a brisket burn end and you put them back in the pan with sauce and let it caramelize. And yeah, hot dog burn ends. Well, this, never... sounds an, this sounds an awful like like those little cocktail wieners. wieners. Yeah, cocktail wieners, which oh, people do smokies? with barbecue sauce. Yeah. 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 God, really? Yeah. I like meathead. I've never heard of that. Yes, I saw it. Cool. I'd have to try that. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We'll be back with Meathead Goldwyn and Miss Leanne. Meathead, of course, is from AmazingRibs.com. Right after this, don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. We've got Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Very easy. If you want to contact us, just find us on social media or go to the website, BarbecueNationJT.com. And you can contact us through that or you can listen to the old shows, the older shows, not old shows. and all that the this is our first big barbecue holiday coming up at memorial day but it actually ranks number two after the fourth of july that's just a little little weird factoid for you there but fourth of fourth of july is actually even though memorial day is kind of the kickoff fourth of july still ranks as number one for barbecues across the well this this won't shock anybody who's listening but my first barbecue holiday of the year is New Year's Day, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. I go out there in the snow and I'll do a, a roast or uh, something. But uh, gee, Willikers, uh, uh, New Year's Day, uh, it's football and uh, something's on the grill, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's the tough part about working with Leanne Meathead is that you talk to her on like New Year's Day or Christmas Day or something like that. She'll go, well, it's 85 degrees down here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're asking. Actually, a nice time of year. Yeah, we're asking deep in snow trying to get the grill up going yeah. so that's the deal okay so let's talk a little bit about uh tuning up your grill before you actually start to cook because for memorial day um unlike the three of us there's a lot of folks that probably haven't touched their grill yet depending on where they live in the country maybe they have you know longer periods of inclement weather what have you but uh probably a pretty safe bet if you haven't fired it up over the winter from the last college football game or whatever. Yeah. You probably need to take a look at that. What's your thoughts? Well, I've seen pictures on the internet. Uh, I could probably dredge one up and show it to you, but I, of some really horror pictures (laughs) of like um, wasps nests under the, you know, the people have the cover over it. They lift it off and there's this giant wasps nest under the shelf or they open the hood and there's bees swim, swim, buzzing around in there. Um, uh, but a more common issue is, is that spiders will sometimes get into the venturis on gas grills. And the venturis are where you have the knob on the gas grill, and then there's this bent hose or pipe, rather, that goes back into the venturi, which is where air and gas mix just behind the knob. And spiders tend to get in there. So you want to take a look in there. Um, the other thing is uh, grease. 
Um, if you've left grease on the cooking uh, grates, um, you got to get rid of that. Um, nobody wants to eat um, uh, meat that's been grilled with grease smoke. Grease smoke is not tasty. Wood smoke is what you want. Grease smoke is not what you want. You don't want to eat it at in, in your grill. You wouldn't eat it in a restaurant. It tastes funky. Um, and a lot of people, they fire up the grill first time. They see all that smoke and they go, wow, I'm smoking. I'm going to throw some ribs on. And uh, no, you want to get rid of all that greases. And, and, and you got to scrape it off on both sides, top and bottom. And do not, under penalty of death, <laughs> put it in your dishwasher. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be sleeping on the couch for a month. Yeah, um, that stuff will get all over the interior of the dishwasher. You'll never get it out. Um, you just got to take it and lay it on some old newspaper or a tarp or something. Uh, hose it down really good. Scrub it down with a brush and some detergent. Um, scrape it. Use a paint scraper if you want. There's some really good um, grill brushes and grill scrapers out there. Uh, we've tested a bunch of them. Go to AmazingRibs.com and you can see how we've reviewed them. Um, and uh, just get all that grease off of there. And then you want to get into your grease pan. If you've got a gas grill, there's a drip pan. And that drip pan often has a lot of grease in there. And that's where the, that, the, you should get rid of that before you put the cover on for winter, because that's where the bees and the mice and everybody go. They, they go after that grease. Um, so that, that's, that's the important stuff. So just get it clean. Don't worry about the outside. Uh, I know the, the people who get these, gorgeous stainless steel mausoleums um they, they obsess over polishing them i don't care about the exterior of my grill but the interior i i, I pay a lot of attention to now i've said this before and <clears throat> i've actually had a couple listeners respond to this if you if you don't have a good hose you don't do that put them in a box throw them in the back of your car take them down to the the self-serve car wash, hang them up oh. on the mat rack, blow them off with the pressure washer. How smart. Both mm -hmm. sides. Let them dry. You know, you can even take a cloth usually when you've done that because if they're stainless steel, they'll shine back up and all that and you can wipe them down and they're good to go. But Bring like, it. Yeah, but like you said, do not... Uh, when when After the cook, if you've got grease on there, I like to burn it off. I think Leanne does yes. too. Mm -hmm. You know, burn it off there. Mm -hmm. But when you're shutting them down for the winter, make sure you clean them off really well because there's all kinds of stuff that can happen there. Um, <clears throat> which brings me to another real quick topic, Meathead, is not all gas grills are the same if you're using a gas grill. Um, not all gauges of stainless steel are the same. Some of it is actually stainless steel. Some of it's kind of make-believe stainless steel <laughs> out there. And so a uh, few tips from you on what people should be looking for when it comes to that and their grills. Well, um, uh, there's there, there are different grades of stainless steel. And uh, um, uh, personally, I am not a huge fan of stainless steel grills because they tend to be thinner um, and I want uh, heavier metal. Um, uh, a lot of grills have cast aluminum um, or uh, steel that are powder coated, which is a like an enamel coating, I guess. And it's just mm -hmm. a really heavy duty uh, coating. And I go in those directions. Um, you can spend a lot of money on a stainless steel grill that costs more than the others, but I, 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 I don't buy those. Uh, I think that the, the, the metal is too thin and, uh, uh, they require more maintenance. And, uh, so I steer clear of them, but there are different kinds of stainless steel. 
Um, there, there's one that's called 304. I think there's four, 403 and 340. I forget all the differences, um, but we have an article on that. Max Good, who is our official grill tester, and I know he's been a guest on this show. Um, Max is our full-time grill tester. He's written an article on the different kinds of stainless steel and what to look for. Some of it is magnetic and some of it is not. So go to amazingribs.com and look up stainless steel. Just use the search box and it'll take you to that. Yeah, actually, Max is going to be on before Father's Day to give people tips shopping for dad. Well, this Um, is a good time to replace that old rust bucket if you haven't used it all winter and you got an old rusty grill or smoker, charcoal, gas, whatever. It's a good time. Yeah, it is. We're going to take another break. We're going to be back with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com and Miss Leanne with her grilled pineapple right after this. Don't go away. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to, um, what are we doing here? Oh, yeah, Barbecue Nation. We've got uh, the folks at Painted Hills have been supporting me for years and i really appreciate that i got to tell you a story about that in a minute meathead and also uh david malik and his crew over at gunter wilhelm knives great knives we all use them here uh on not just us individually but the whole show crew that you're seeing today uses gunter wilhelms and they're really really good so you can find those online at gunterwilhelm.com your uh online publication digest this news okay and I go to that a lot uh, because some of the other stuff I do on the radio, I have to do little tips and newsworthy items, and I and I get a lot of information, and I always give you credit for that. You did have an article that was linked in that about birds and grazing cattle and stuff. Um, I sent it out to all my cattle friends the other day, and they were like, they were actually glad that I sent them the article, but they couldn't believe what they were reading. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That should stir people to go to digestnewsthis.com or digestthis.com. And it's actually digestthis.news. Dot news. Okay. Digestthis.news. And it's a, it's a monthly newsletter that David Joachim publishes. And actually, he owns it now. We sold it to him. He was the editor of it, and he was our editor at AmazingRibs.com. And he's gone off on his own now. And so we sold it to him for, for a dollar. Uh, but we still sponsor it. And it's a really good newsletter. It's not just barbecue. He researches and surveys the entire world of food from farm to fork. And uh, if you're a, a foodie and you want to know what's going on in um, agricultural science or um, uh, food science from the labs or what's going on in the restaurant world, uh, it's in digestthis.news. So uh, good newsletter. Uh, I recommend it. Yeah, it is. And if you want to find out what's going along with the Bobo birds, that's what they're called. Um, <laughs> you can you can look that up, too. I want to talk about sides for a minute. When people think about barbecues, especially like Memorial Day, and of course, you'll be back on before the 4th of July. You know, 
you've got your 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 dogs or your ribs or whatever you're cooking and then a lot of people think well i'll make some baked beans and miss leanne if you can con her into it we'll make her famous potato salad <laughs> but what are some of your favorite sides you know those are kind of standard traditional uh dishes that i just spoke of but what do you like to do special anything little little sneaky stuff you ever experiment with stuff uh well i'm gonna bounce well of course from Memorial Day, uh, asparagus is in season. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think asparagus is at its best on the grill um, when you get a little char on it. Uh, and uh, I just paint it up with a little olive oil and hit it with a, uh, a spice mix. Um, grill it over high heat. Um, you got to watch out for the tips because they can burn. And I, I tend to push them off the edge of the grill after they've got the right color on them. Um, roll them around. Uh, be careful. One or two will always try to commit suicide and jump in between the grates. <laughs> uh, and uh, I and and you can serve them at room temp. I'll I'll throw them on and and cook them off and put them on a platter. Uh, maybe drizzle some extra virgin olive oil, or if I feel crazy, I'll make a hollandaise sauce for yeah. it. And um, uh, then I'll cook the steaks, and they can sit around at room temp. They're just as good at room temp. I eat them with my fingers, much to my wife's chagrin. But you mentioned uh, baked beans. I have had Leanne's baked beans. Um, <laughs> Leanne, you talk about her famous potato salad. She, she does awesome baked beans. Do you have any secrets for your beans? Well, I use all different beans. I use kin uh, kidney, pinto, and I, I like the variety of beans. Um, I also like to throw my pig powder dry rub in there. So any kind of dry rub you can throw in is, is really nice. Um, you know, I like to put bacon, <laughs> you know, it's everybody has their own thing, but I, I really like to have a variety of beans in my baked beans. And, you know, of course, if there's some crusties left over from the brisket, that's always delicious in baked beans. Mm. What do you use as a, a you use a, a sauce, a barbecue sauce with them, or do you make a, your own? Yeah, sauce? there's, I put some barbecue sauce in it, um, a little molasses, uh, ketchup, brown sugar, the usual suspects, but a, a good base is to get the barbecue beans that you like and you can add beans to that and then build from that. So that that can give you a good start for me sides. I mean, I'm all about like Mexican street corn. I love to throw a whole, you know, corn on the grill, uh, slather it with some mayonnaise, throw cheese on it, cilantro, um, a little bit of that Mexican lime. Um, are you familiar with, I forget the brand, but it, it's a lime seasoning um, that gives it a little bit of punch and it's got like a green and red label. It's really good. Mm, no, wow. that sounds good. I was just reading somewhere about, dried lime juice and i've never seen that and what it was a recipe that called for it and i'm thinking wow that sounds like fun mm -hmm. huh that sounds really good do you um in, in my beans i've used a little uh i love pepperoncini peppers the you know mazzetti's out here I, i'm mm -hmm. sure they're all over the country and i put a little of that juice in there too just to give mm -hmm. it a little different flavor mm. you get mm -hmm. you got the molasses and the brown sugar and all that stuff but i put a little of that in there and lots of bacon i'm a bacon hog yeah if i yeah. don't have brisket or leftover <coughs> pork or leftover ribs or something which i will throw in my beans bacon is what i go to yeah you kind of but you to. know and, and for the holidays people need to be aware you know between potato salad slaw whatever mayonnaise base you really need to keep that 
on ice. I mean, yeah. mayonnaise is one of the culprits of not feeling good <laughs> if it's out in the sun too long. So make sure you keep it on ice and just for safety purposes. I have found, though, that there are some states in the deep south that that have a three day rule on mayonnaise based products mm. outside. So, <laughs> you know, you can do that. I'm not going to tell you which ones they are because I'll just get in trouble with our listeners. But that's really kind of a joke. Um, mm. Let's talk desserts. We got a few minutes left here. The dessert always, to me, that's associated with like the 4th of July is shortcake, mm -hmm. strawberry shortcake. Okay. That's kind of a deal there. And, and you know, if you want, you can cook your biscuits if you're going to do that. I don't use sponge cake. I use buttermilk biscuits for that. That's me. Mm. But um, there are desserts <clears throat> that you can make like cobblers and, um, things like that that you can actually put in your smoker or your grill. What are you, your thoughts, Meathead? I'm into the uh, uh, the cobblers with the crumble tops and, uh, uh, you know, into a cast iron Dutch oven. Couldn't be simpler. Um, uh, you can, uh, if you've got a, a charcoal grill or even a gas grill, you can just get a bed of charcoal going, put that Dutch oven in there, mm -hmm. um, mix up the... Uh, the filling and then you can either put a crumble top or you mentioned biscuits um just uh do uh, drop biscuits uh throw them right on top and they'll spread out and bake um you can uh sprinkle a little brown sugar or cinnamon sugar on top uh, that's easy and it's wonderful and it's uh, fun to do outdoors when the weather's hot you don't want to be cooking up in the kitchen uh, uh and if everybody's outside partying and playing uh that, that you know cook it outdoors uh, what do you guys what do you do uh leanne so i as i said i like it to be kind of interactive um so of course s'mores are always present oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can use not just traditional hershey bars you can use you know snickers whatever you want and so you can make a s'more bar and people can kind of make their own creations um grilled banana splits. <laughs> mm. Oh, um, Yeah. So I like it to be interactive and as simple as, you know, throwing a wedge of grilled pineapple on the grill and, you know, that makes it a little different and fun. I have grilled fruits. You can't go wrong with those. Mm -hmm. And um, how do you do your um, banana splits? So that has to be done in foil or, you know, and you can actually leave this skin on and, and grill it. And, um, and, and as I said, it, a banana split, has a variety of toppings so you can have a whole topping bar and you know build the base with the grilled banana throw your ice cream on use your pineapple strawberry you know whatever kind of sauces on top you want um crumpled up oreos you know it's just fun just building it that way that sounds fantastic have you ever made a um well on my cowboy cook site we call, I'll call it a cowboy cobbler but it's kind of like a dump cake you take a here it's really simple you take a box of like white or lemon cake mix and and you can put it in your Dutch oven and you can put some fruit in it, whatever you like. And then like, I'll just tell you how I do a, a cherry one. And then, well, actually you put your fruit in first, whatever you're going to have. Then you put the cake on top of it. Uh, then you can put some brown sugar on it or powdered honey. I tend to use that quite a bit. And then you can just take like a, 
for the cherry one, I use Dr. Pepper and you pour it on there and it soaks down through and you throw it on the coals and you, and when it starts to get a nice crust on it, uh, it's done. And it's, it's very easy to make. Um, it's, and if you're not going to use the cherry stuff, or if you do, you can use like seven up too. And it just gives it a, a really nice, crusty, sweet top and that lovely fruits all mixed in down below and it's very simple yeah and like you were talking about with the strawberry shortcake you can take like angel food cake and put that on your grill you can grill your strawberries and throw that on top i mean there's so many ways to use your grill <laughs> yeah i oh, do yeah. pound cake with um, mm. ice cream and uh, uh i make a, a, a bourbon syrup and some uh, uh grilled fruit uh the, the, but what you were just talking about uh, jt reminded me of a, a, a sort of a clafouti which is a classic um french uh, it's sort of flat but uh mm -hmm. with cherries and stuff like that we're going to take another break here on The Nation, and we'll be back with Miss Leanne and Mr. Meathead from AmazingRibs.com right after this. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to barbecue nation here on the i should say tell you on the usa radio networks um and then all the different platforms and our new mr joe a young man that came to work for us is doing a great job on our social media platforms so you can find us pretty much anywhere we're talking with meathead from amazingribs.com if you're new to the show meathead very gracious and comes on the show several times a year before each of the holidays and uh, we always have these great discussions about what to cook and what to prepare for the specific holiday and uh I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little secret. It's not really a secret, but after these shows, I actually go and, and try some of the stuff we talk about. Like this weekend, I'll be trying some more fruit and stuff. I'm, I'm down with the pineapple and all that, but I might get a Twinkie and, <laughs> and smoke it and use that as a base for a banana split. I'm going to try go. I'm going to try oh, that. It's a, it, it, it's a pound cake, isn't it? Is that what? Yeah, it's just sponge. Sponge cake or yeah. whatever. Yeah, they were they're invented here in Chicago. I, there's a book about Chicago food, and uh, I wrote a couple of the entries in it, and I got to write the Twinkie chapter. Oh uh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> so you're did, an expert. <laughs> did they give you samples? Uh, actually, when I wrote it, it was during that little period when they went out of business. They were out of business for about a year, right? Um, and then, but they're back. So all good. Well, the one thing is. I'm not, I don't, I've never seen a pull date on a Twinkie. I just, I think they have, they have a half-life of a few thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that's true. Um, go back to our, uh, the folks that are just kind of getting started in the barbecue and grilling game here. And we talked about, uh, dogs and burgers and stuff. What about fish different parts of the country? 
up where I live, fish is very big. Uh, here in the Northwest, you know, we've got all kinds of different uh, species of salmon and sturgeon and trout and steelhead. For those of you who don't know, steelhead is just a big trout, but a um, little genetic difference there. But, you know, somebody will come in and say, hey, I, I went fishing the other day. I've got this great uh, silver, it's what we call them, uh, fillet. And how do, you, how do you prepare that for a group of people? I'm going to yield to the Floridian. Well, I haven't been here that long, but um, one thing that's very prominent down here is fish dip. So people smoke their fish and they make fish dip with it. And mm -hmm. that tends to, I don't know, it's a love-hate relationship for me with fish uh, and people, I think. But people, for some reason, love smoked fish dip. And that's also a good thing um, for the holiday coming up. But I, I really like to use a cast iron skillet and I like to blacken my fish. Um, it just, yeah. it, it's easy to do on the grill. Um, the other day on my flat top, I did fried fish <laughs> and actually it's my daughter's recipe, but we, um, we do, you know, the flour and egg and instead of breadcrumbs, she crushes up townhouse crackers and in the egg wash, she puts ranch dip in it. <laughs> oh, so it, it makes it a little bit different, but you can actually fry fish on a flat top outside. So, and you can make little fingers, make it appetizers if you want. So I, I've been getting more into fish now that I'm down here, but I'm far from an expert. <laughs> well, well, let me. The fish, the fish dips or the fish spreads are mm -hmm. really big in the Midwest too. Um, uh, there's an awful lot of uh, freshwater fish, um, the whitefish, and uh, stuff that they smoke and they make dips from. Uh, it, it, particularly in Michigan and Wisconsin, um, up in the Uper which is the yep. upper peninsula of Northern uh, Michigan, you'll find fish dip in a lot of restaurants. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's pretty simple. You, you, you just start with a, a, a fish fillet and you, uh, you can just grill it or smoke it. Don't overcook it. And it's mixed with cream cheese, a little mayo, maybe some sour cream, um, Old Bay seasoning, if you wish, some pickled mm -hmm. relish, or I do chopped um, uh, sweet sour jalapenos a squirt of lemon or lime, maybe a minced shallot or some garlic. If you want to go crazy, some capers or hot pepper flakes. Yeah. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. And you just smoosh it all together in a tub and uh, uh, serve it on uh, toast points or, mm -hmm. or uh, crackers. Yeah, that's good. So what Leanne said here um, kind of made me think about is a flat top a good accessory for outside. I have one mm -hmm. and, and like that, but um, it just seems to me over the last few years, they've become more prominent. Uh, Blackstone's been pushing stuff. Pip bosses that Le Leanne works with. They've, mm -hmm. they've got some nice ones. I think it's a good addition to your, your barbecue arsenal outside. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, both of you. Absolutely. Oh. Um, it, it, it's, um, you can you can do things on a flat top that you can't do on a grill because you have grates and things fall through. Like you can do quesadillas, you can do um, rice, pancakes. <laughs> uh, pancakes, breakfast food items. It, it, it's just a nice, versatile option and can be used in tandem with your grill, you know, to do sides or what have you. But um, I, I'm finding that 
more and more people that are building these outdoor kitchens, they get their grill. And then the second thing that they're getting is either a flat top or a, a pizza oven. It seems like those are the two yeah. prominent second choices right now. Flat tops, you mentioned Blackstone and there's a couple other brands that sell them now. They're cheap. They're under 300 bucks. You can get a few mm -hmm. under 200 bucks. And they're just like when you go into Joe's Bar and Grill. And uh, I mean, isn't it fun to sit on a stool and watch that grill man making burgers and uh, smash burgers, omelets, yeah. uh, <laughs> hash browns all at once. I mean, the guy's got everything going. It's a ballet. I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But you don't need to spend 300 bucks. I just have a lodge cast iron griddle. It's about uh, 18 inches long and six or eight inches wide. And I just take it and toss it on top of my grill. And uh, then I griddle on that and I'll do salmon on that. In fact, Jeff, I came up your way years ago before I met you. And by coincidence, my wife and I were on vacation and we were traveling uh, through Portland and we stumbled into a street fair. It was down yeah. by the art museum, which is a beautiful art museum. And uh, it was a street fair. And uh, uh, this guy had a flat top and he was griddling salmon and he got it a little golden on the top, but it was still pink and soft and flaky inside. And then he dropped it on top of a cold uh, green salad. And so you had the hot salmon on the green salad. Mm. And we just went nuts over it. We thought it was fantastic. In fact, the um, the Portland newspaper photographer took a picture of the two of us eating it. We made the front page of the Portland news. <laughs> there you go. There but you I've go. done that recipe now, and it's on my website, along with a video of how to do it. And I just think that's fantastic on a griddle. Uh, um, uh, and I'll do that to this day. I'll take my cast iron griddle, get a little layer of oil down on there. Um, you put the curved edge of the salmon down first because it, while it's still raw, it's more flexible. And you get a little color on it flip it over, get a little color on it. You take it up to 120, 125, 130 at the most interior and just put it on top of a big green salad. Boy, mm. is that tasty. Mm. I'm I'm out of your barbecue sauce, by the way. Hint, hint. Anyway, uh, we, we got to get out of here, but we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Until then, um, go out there, cook something and be kind. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.